Hey, hey, in this episode, we're opening up the Hall of Fame for inductions. Not the Hot Dog Hall of Fame, haha, <laughs> but the Diz Universal Hall of Fame. And on the ballot this time is Transformers The Ride 3D. Also, the buzz is all about Halloween Horror Nights, uh, Volcano Bay may be coming, and uh, Oasis of the Seas is also coming to uh, Port Canaveral. But all that um, from the Bob Varley studio. This is the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. This is episode 28 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation, whether you need uh, to do a split stay between Disney and Universal, you need transportation and tickets from Disney, or if you just want to book a wonderful vacation package, you can visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome yet again to yet another episode of the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. I, of course, am your host, Craig Williams. Of course. The of host course. with the most <laughs> and the worst jokes. But I'm going to keep on writing. Regular Beetlejuice over here. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And, of, of course, joined with me uh, today is Rhino on our right. Hello. And then on my left is JL. Hey, everybody. Jenny Lynn Nope. And then, of course, back on the controls, as always, Dustin West, the producer. Hey. Hey, hey. Um, so... Yeah, this episode we're going to do something uh, different that we really haven't done before. We're doing a uh, we're starting up a Hall of Fame of Universal Orlando attractions. Uh, Hot dog. It could be uh, I still haven't figured out the whole premise behind it. It could be stuff that is current as of this year and what's happening in the parks right now. It might be we might go back in the past sometime and say, "Oh, well, does Jaws make it in the Universal Hall of Fame?" Oh, I don't know. Probably. I would say it would off the top of it. But uh, we'll get into all those little details further on down the road because um, we have a lot more to talk about before then. Like always, this is a buzz episode, so we will talk about what's buzzing around. But before we do that, we need to go over our uh, housekeeping corrections, omissions, questions, all that garbage that we always put <laughs> in the start of the show. Like, uh, like in our YouTube videos, uh, whether or not it's the show or content that goes along with the show all the universal videos uh definitely go out watch them like them comment all that fun jazz we have a lot of people commenting on the show right now on uh youtube and i think that's great and you yeah it's sometimes we answer you answer more than anyone else but well that's fine we didn't have much going on. i have a saddest life (laughs) you've got cupcakes and that's about it yeah but you know do that and then also on itunes too it's very important that you rate us and review us on itunes because if you like us and you want more people to find out about it it's gonna pop up further up on that list if uh sure if it's all happening on itunes and uh so go ahead and do all that and look at the Diz Universal site that always has all the fun first information about Universal after about 10 other places has it. I'm kidding. That was being, <laughs> me being hard on myself. It's got a lot of great information to help you plan your vacation. So check them out at universal.wdwinfo.com. Uh, as always, you can send us any emails at podcast at disunplugged.com if you have anything worthwhile to say, uh, even if you don't have anything worthwhile to say and you just need a pen pal. Even if you want to chit chat, yeah. you know, like you said, I've got cupcakes and, uh, you know. Long nights. <laughs> write to Rhino. I'm just kidding. Yeah, just write to Rhino in that case. I wouldn't write to write to the podcast account <laughs> in that case. I think uh, Pete and John and Kevin and Dustin and everyone else that's on the other shows would absolutely murder us. Yeah, I never see those emails, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's no big deal. Um, but yeah, find us in all those forums, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all that jazz. And you know you can always... Uh, you can always look up all this information in the show notes page, too. We have that lovely show notes page at www.disunplugged.com, and you find that blue universal section, and that's where you find the universal show and all the information that goes along with it, and that's where you can also find the Disney World show, the Disneyland show, and last and least, the trip. Oh, ouch. Oh. 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 I'm, I'm kidding. It's, it's all very... 
important information that everyone should watch. It's all right. I just want to bring to your attention. Uh, <laughs> I work on that the one. The lovely Kathy Whirling has uh, brought to my attention. She's watching live that apparently our voices sound a little computerized. We're not chipmunks like the first episode <laughs> of the trip, uh, but apparently we're a little computerized uh, through live stream. So we do apologize for that. I'm not sure how we're going to be able to fix that throughout the show. I'll, I'll tinker around back here and see what I can do. Um, but just know that we're aware of it. That's fine. Basically, uh, we're auto-tuned. Well, I was thinking this show comes live from the grid. Well, I was from about to get to that in all of the show notes. Anyways, if you're listening uh, via audio or you're watching on YouTube, you want to watch live or listen live, uh, you can now watch us live on YouTube uh, as long as you're subscribed to the Diz. Whenever we have a live event going on, you'll be able to see right away. Uh, so I urge people to go and watch there uh, if they can, as well as live stream. We're always going through that. And then if you can only listen live and not watch video live go to mixler.com slash disunplugged or download the app on your smartphone whatever and you'll be able to just listen live not see video and then of course as always we're available on stitcher itunes and youtube as a standalone video later on after the show's done live but there, there's plenty of ways to find us we're we're all out over the place all the time so go ahead and uh exercise those options that's why we're we're Americans. Craig, yeah. you are so – I'm going to compliment you right now because literally as you started saying that, someone in chat was like, how do you get to the YouTube live thing? And you, you just said He's it. He's on it. You did it. Yeah. I, I try to be. It's, it's my patriotic side coming out. <laughs> um, A salute to America. Exactly. Other nations, but mostly America. So moving on in the housekeeping to the actual stuff that people care about, uh, I wanted to get to comments that we've received over the last week, uh, stuff that we can kind of throw in there to acknowledge that we actually do have people listening to us, even though they, even though sometimes we feel like no one pays attention to us. There are people out there who care about what we say. Um, so the first comment I wanted to bring up was uh, John. Whoa. <laughs> little feedback in the room. Uh John Thompson, uh, someone that I know I've met before, Dustin's met. I, you've probably met him, too, I've somewhere along the line. You don't know him, Rhino. <laughs> That's fine, though. But John Thompson uh, wrote and said, uh, in terms of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Hogsmeade, his understanding was that the entire area is themed to a specific day in the Harry Potter canon, that being the day before the second task of the Triwizard Tournament and Goblet of Fire. Uh, John, you are a great person from the times we've met. You're really enjoyable, but you're also extremely wrong about this. Well, um, here's my here. I, I've wondered a little bit, like, and people ask me this question all the time. Um, why is it? Why is there snow in there? Was that just a choice? Like, and and so him saying that comment, I was like, I can see where he would understand that too. Going there because there's the the. Um, the dragon challenge is that what it's called now dragon challenge yeah. mm -hmm. and you know and then the whole the forbidden journey is is kind of right around that too because it has the dragon on the loose in there too and so i don't know i just was i was just curious about it has that. it has no actual place in time they the just entire area is timeless that's why snow was just a fun choice I always say it's because it's so hot in Orlando. They were like, we need to cool it down a little bit mentally. You have to think, too. The first time you ever saw Hogsmeade in the movies is whenever they went there on the class trip and it and was one, snowing. Yeah. So, true. I mean, they're going to take nods and touches from the movie. However, in general, the Wizarding World would never work if it was set in one specific yeah, period of time. Like I've said now multiple times throughout the show, uh, Gringotts is Escape is from Gringotts. One, right? That is the only one. And that's absolutely, even Universal Creative will say, the entire Wizarding World is all timeless. Everything is, except the first time they ever set a real date on anything was whenever they finally got to Escape from Gringotts because that goes hand in hand with the seventh film or sorry not the seventh film seventh film part two or the eighth film <laughs> uh, i would know but jl still hasn't given me back oh, my I, movie i got them back i have them you today. have them with sorry, you I okay got excited no, there everybody i, I do have them you will go home with them <laughs> oh wonderful well that's that's housekeeping right there <laughs> so i didn't mean to get so angry john um but i i just had to but say you are you need but, to bring it down a thousand but I am. i'm gonna bring it down a thousand notches um uh, next up, the real Gaston, which I doubt they are the real Gaston unless their name is Gaston and they are real. But the real Gaston said, great show. Just a quick question for the group. How feasible is it that within the next few years, Universal sells back Marvel rights to Disney for some astronomical fee? Uh, yeah. No. Not going to happen. 
It's not going to happen. I think we actually touched on this a little I bit dream. on the Tuesday show, too. We did. Um, because we brought up the, the thing about the contract and that they can just, as long as they upkeep it, they can keep it yeah. forever, like it, you said. There's no amount of money that Disney could ever pay Universal. I, I think there's no amount of money. The number would not exist in my head, I think. But in the long run, as long as Disney keeps producing movies, Marvel movies, and keeps those characters relevant, they're going to automatically remain relevant at Universal yeah. without them doing any extra work, even though it's not the same characters you see portrayed in the movies. It's the comic-style-looking versions of them, the the drawn versions, but it's still you get to know those characters through the movies, and then you see them in that different form, and then it's just going to make you want to learn about the comics if yeah. you cared about the movies more first i feel like that first of all they do have a place as the comic book versions of themselves i think it's a good alternative to what uh disney may offer uh via the uh cinematic universe uh that marvel has but it, again um the marvel superhero island portion of islands of adventure is one of the most popular sections in any universal park yeah. because it has two of the most popular attractions it has uh spider-man whatever it is now 5d i don't know and um and of course the hulk which is their biggest baddest roller coaster that they have to offer it's just it will and like it, the people are like oh well they pay for you know they have to pay for those rights or whatever whatever the contract is let's say they are paying money to keep those characters in there when disney took over that contract disney's now still getting the money from it like if there is anything like that i don't know what the contract is but like if Disney owns Marvel, then like Disney doesn't even have to do anything and they get money from it. Like, I'm, I'm not sure how the money distribution goes in terms of the licensing for the attractions and their likenesses throughout that portion of the theme park. But Disney is making a mint, I'm sure, just through merchandising alone in yeah. those locations because you see action figures, you see plush toys, you see everything, uh, probably even comic books and, and stuff like that. That's where they're going to make their real money. Disney is making money via Universal. Yeah, and, they, and, they, and the thing is, too, is it was, it was just there. Like they bought the Marvel contract and then they didn't have to do anything well, and they're already making hand over fist, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I know people really want to see something Marvel related come to Disney World. It's not gonna happen any time in the near future at least. Maybe one day in a in a great green pasture What's, it'll happen. But it's gonna still happen in the United States and California. And yeah. you know, as much as people wanna ignore that there is California way out there where all these theme parks originally started you know they need attendance out there too they need original things why not have if Disneyland has the option to put Marvel stuff they're going to take advantage of it so in my terms well, they have meet and just, greets right yeah out there Is yeah they like have Thor meet and greets right yeah. now and they have the ability to add attractions for all that I know and they're going to take advantage of it one day Right now, Universal has Marvel. Unless they are offered billions and billions and billions of dollars, I don't think they're ever going to give it up. And then even on top of that, it, at the end of the... Whenever the world goes completely downhill and it ends and the Terminators have come out, the only two companies that are going to stand that are media conglomerates are probably Comcast with NBC Universal and then Disney. And, you know, they, they both already have a ton of money i doubt is even billions is ever going to sway comcast and nbc universal and universal orlando to ever get rid of those marvel rights so i'm going to put the nail in the coffin right now mm -hmm. we're going to go as far away from the marvel talk as we can in the future i just lost my train of thought in the middle of my thought and uh we'll get back onto it one day i'm sure in the future Something. whenever they make Spaceballs two the search for more money Spaceballs three the search for space Spaceballs two, two. <laughs> and that will, move us on. <laughs> that will move us on to our final comment for this show uh it comes from wdw fan 42 and this i felt was the most important comment of all that we got this week and that was uh this man or woman i don't know the gender saying i think the simpsons episode crusty gets busted sets the plot for the simpsons ride by giving the story behind sideshows sideshow bob's motives for revenge that take place in the ride true i absolutely yeah. agree so for anyone who isn't caught up on our show from last week uh we talked about the movies that uh, are behind the rides and the attractions and TV shows and what you need to know in order to get the most out of your vacation with watching all this stuff ahead of time. Whenever it came to The Simpsons, I listed off five episodes that I personally felt uh, that would help enhance your experience walking around Springfield and on The Simpsons ride, all that. I completely 
forgot about the whole point yeah. of the Simpsons ride with Sideshow Bob. So <laughs> thank you, WDW Fan 42 for adding that one to the list. So now it's six episodes of the Simpsons you need to watch to really get the most out of the entire area. So, uh, like we said multiple times now, uh, if you have any other comments, suggestions, whatever, go ahead and leave them for us because chances are I'll read it if I like it. And then you'll get your five seconds of fame. Did you, did you mention the voicemails earlier? I was kind of, Oh yeah. I forgot about the voicemails too. And if you don't want to write stuff, you can always go on disunplug.com slash contact. And there will be a place where you can leave voice messages. Now it's really easy and simple to do. As long as you have a microphone in your computer, you can plug in headphones that have a microphone anyway. You can get a microphone to your computer or even I'm sure you can do it through your smartphone too. Yeah. Yeah. So you can do it all those different ways. Go on disunplug.com slash contact, leave us voicemails and maybe we'll do a voicemail show one day. Maybe we won't. (laughs) <laughs> Only time to tell. Suspense will kill you. It's it's all up to you guys. The ball's in your court. Um, but with that, I think we're all done with housekeeping because no one ever has housekeeping. I have no housekeeping. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I just brought your movies back. You, thank you. That's the most important <laughs> housekeeping that we've ever had, in my opinion. Uh, so why don't we start talking about what the buzz is right now? What's buzzing, Craig? Uh, what's buzzing? Thanks for that setup, JL. What's buzzing <laughs> right now? I think the best thing in the buzz is. The release of Halloween Horror Nights 25 dates and a new exclusive vacation package that you can book. Yeah, um, I agree. Pretty so, awesome. oh, wow. I guess that would have been last week at this time. Uh, sometime last week, uh, Universal finally revealed the dates for Halloween Horror Nights for uh, 2015, as I've already said multiple times. And, of course, this year is the 25th anniversary of not only Universal Orlando as a whole, but also Halloween Horror Nights. And... Uh, why not do it with a record-breaking amount of nights for Halloween Horror Nights? How how, how far record-breaking is it? How Like, how many extra nights? I'm sorry. That was a really nights, complicated yeah. way to say that sentence. Well, I didn't put that in my notes. There are 30 <laughs> nights this year. I, will I believe last out, year was 27. I might be wrong. I should just say, when does it normally start? It, did it start earlier, or is it going later? It normally... Well, no, it's not that it started at a different time. It started at the same time uh, last year, around the third weekend of more September. Days of week. It always starts either the third or fourth weekend of September, but they added more uh, weekday dates okay. in this year than they have in past years. That's um, good. Those are the better days to go. I oh, yeah. Less uh, crowded. It's the better days for locals to go. Yeah. Uh, and also, if you're traveling in out of town and you want to do HHN, don't do it over the weekend. No. It's miserable unless you get... A uh, RIP package. Yeah, unless you get the RIP package or if you get the front of the line passes, so that way you get to skip the lines at least. But Air Express is what it's known as in this uh, realm. <laughs> but anyways, back to the dates. Uh, it's going to be starting September 18th this year, running through November 1st. That is once again of 2015. That's um, early, man. But then again, I guess I guess Disney does uh, their Halloween in August. Yeah, so. they're going to be starting August this year, most likely. Yeah. Uh, September 18th, that's not bad at all. In my opinion, that's a good time to start. And I'm going to go over all of the dates for anyone who cares to know right now. We got September 18th, 19th, 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th. There goes September. It's gone like a flash. Uh, on to October, you got the 1st through the 4th, the 7th through the 11th, the 14th through the 18th, the 21st through the 25th, and the 28th through the 31st, Halloween night. And then it ends on November 1st. So are they including Thursdays now? Is that is that what's happening? Is that how they're getting extra days? Well, they start it- adding on Thursdays once it gets into closer around Halloween, and then they'll even throw in random Wednesdays and okay. Sundays and so it just all keeps building. It starts off as those two-day weekends, the Friday, Saturday, yeah. and then it'll just keep building up to more and more uh, until it can get to the the penultimate night before Halloween and Halloween where it gets pretty ridiculous. Indeed. More, more or less the night before Halloween, not actual Halloween night. Yeah. It's usually slower on that. That night, for some reason, That's I guess interesting. people. I guess they're out partying. They're well, yeah, out you out. have uh, you have locals who make up a decent portion of yeah. Halloween horror nights who would rather probably go out to a bar or something. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I, I go to I go to HHN actually on Halloween night. Not not for a full night. I usually go to do like one or two houses, just kind of get that last little fill of it. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. The actual Halloween night is more expensive, is it not? Does that have? Uh, and no, it's uh, usually it's not in unless it is falls on an actual weekend. 
I think Halloween it, is that a, is if it falls on the Friday night. Sorry, because there's differences in what day in the price Halloween point is a on it. This so week. if it's on, it'll this probably week. be more expensive. Yes, because it is yeah. a Saturday night. If it fell on like a Sunday night or a Thursday, it's going to be a little bit cheaper just yeah. because of that. But it, it all fluctuates and uh, and varies. So we'll have all the pricing information once it's actually released and so that way i won't just be uh making stuff up as i go uh, sorry I'm, to throw you a curveball pretty awesome at it so it's fine <laughs> but also the big new announcement with all of that was that there's going to be a brand new vacation package for halloween horror nights that's never been offered before so the vacation package starts at uh, $165 per adult per night and you with that you can get three night hotel accommodations at cabana bay as well nice. as a one-night ticket to Halloween Horror Nights, including a special entry gate, so you don't have to wait in the long, terrible lines oh, as normal. Wow, You'll have really? a special side entry that you can use up until, I believe, 8 o'clock p.m. I so, don't know if you what, all what? get oh, this, sorry. but that is a really big deal it, because that line to get into Halloween yeah. Horror Nights is a nightmare. You have to, it's just this big cattle herding process that kind of whittles its way down through metal detectors and they search you and it's just, it's every, people get a little bit it's worse than rough. the airport. Yeah, they get a little bit rough at times and it's. It's not the most pleasant experience. It's actually a pretty terrible way to start the evening off. <laughs> Fantastic. No no better way to sell it than saying it's terrible to start off. Did you say I, I might have missed it. Did you say what time Halloween Horror Nights usually starts? Is it like six or seven? Uh it can start any time between like early entry starting around six, six thirty and then usually general entry around seven. Okay. I mean the times all fluctuate. I was just curious compared to like that entry. You can use it up to the, eight. I was wondering how long you had. Well, the fact is you're starting to waste your night, especially well, yeah. on nights yes. where it closes at 11. Yes. If you don't go in right whenever it starts. Unless you have the frequent fear pass. Yeah. And, and that, then it's okay. That changes everything. But you're going to want to be in by yeah. that time anyways. Yeah. Especially, it takes so long. I don't, this, yeah. this idea of having a special entry gate, man, just that alone gets yeah. me excited about this idea. Well, and then you also get uh, two-day park-to-park tickets. So you can still go and enjoy the park on normal days, and then you get your one night of Halloween Horror Nights. And, of course, because you're staying on property, you get early park admission, which helps you get into the Wizarding World of Harry Potter a little bit early. So kind of the whole details on it is it obviously has to be booked by October 31st. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm sorry. You know. You, I, I know this is completely – well, it's not completely off topic, but you just had – you just gave me a, a random thought. Halloween Horror Nights, their new houses should be – Zombie Harry Potter themed something wicked this way comes. I'm sorry, like like the the yeah. disgusting like little frogs. They need to have Harry it. Potter yeah. zombies. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that was kind of the hope last year that with uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Diagon Alley opening up, that maybe J.K. Rowling would do a little bit of wiggle room with having something uh, Harry Potter with Halloween Horror Nights. It's it's never gonna happen. I think the thing that they really needed to do was incorporate the Simpsons into Halloween Horror Nights because they have the freaking Treehouse of Horrors. Oh, my gosh. That would be awesome. Up there, I think it kind of comes head in head with Roseanne Halloween specials and then Simpsons Halloween right. specials. And you could have uh, Mutant Willie, the, the yeah. uh, caretaker. Whenever he uh, is uh, Freddy. Yeah. Or not Freddy. Um, oh, my gosh. It's been a while. The Shining? No. Oh. I'm, oh, anyway, I, I'm sorry. We keep I took us way, way off, off trop. Yeah. yeah, we're way off topic with that. So <laughs> back to the whole details on that. Needs to be booked by October 31st for travel, uh, September 18th through November 1st. You can upgrade to Royal Pacific Resort if you want to, but then it starts at the $239 per night per person. I think this is a great deal if you're coming down specifically for Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, I know... That maybe some people would rather stay off property for a little less money, but I think you get a lot in this package Agreed. out of the money that you're paying for it, especially that that early entry gate. So we'll keep throwing out details on that as more comes out, including pricing, blah, blah, blah. I actually think it that. works out well. I mean, I guess you mentioned that you get the park passes, but staying at Cabana Bay Beach Resort, if your main goal is Halloween Horror Nights, that gives you the day to enjoy the resort, yeah. which is a great resort. I'm going to go out on a limb here and, and suggest that I believe that Halloween 
horror night really is something to plan your vacation around. And I, I know that, you know, I don't, I don't think that's a controversial thing, but I, you know, with, with universal being kind of, especially with our audience, a, a second thought to Disney. And we're trying to hopefully get people to understand that universal is this amazing thing on its own. I think it's important to say that Halloween Horror Nights is definitely worth planning a vacation around. I personally believe that Halloween Horror Nights is the best time out of the year throughout all of Universal Mm -hmm. and as well as Orlando in general. Mm -hmm. I love Halloween Horror Nights. I'm I'm a huge Halloween fan in general whenever it comes to watching movies, but I never would go out of my way whenever I lived up in Pennsylvania to go to haunted houses, stuff like that. That never interested me. I didn't, I wasn't interested in this at all until I actually attended Halloween Horror Nights down here. And that just completely changed my whole mind on the whole aspect. I I mean, last year Mm -hmm. uh, I was lucky enough to get to go to Hollywood to experience theirs too. Halloween Horror Nights, when you finally get to do it, it changes you no matter how afraid you might be of those houses. And there are people like Dustin who are just, absolutely terrified all the time what are you but talking it, about I it changes you as a person it I'm, 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 i get scared i'm sorry like life. if we do it this year you'll see a lot of me screaming yeah you'll be the one behind my strength i, I do yeah this thing I'll, I'll probably put my hands on the back of dustin and be like oh watch out dustin <laughs> and i'm really i'd like you just watch the shedding tear I, I walk through the haunted houses and i just laugh and i go that guy's coming out first that guy's coming out next <laughs> he's absolutely terrified all the time and we will be talking way more about Halloween Horror Nights as it gets closer and closer to the event. Uh, I'm so excited though. It's the best Halloween event in Orlando, hands down. I mean, really. It's on that same note of like Universal kicking up their like immersive, you know, it's, it's, it's one of the most immersive. If you love Halloween, like I do, you said, Craig, you do like, it's just a place that I feel like you can go and be like, you're fully, you're in it. You know, you you are in it, living it. And we are going to move on with the buzz though, just because there is other stuff happening. And sometimes people don't care about Halloween. I wish it was, it's just us. I do too. But, uh, bigger news, maybe not really. Uh, but does volcano Bay have an opening date? Question mark. Tell us Craig. Uh, well, for people who haven't been following along with all of the news, because maybe we haven't been putting it out there, whatever, ipso facto, uh, Volcano Bay is the all but confirmed water park that is coming to Universal Orlando. Uh, of course, right now, if you want Universal and a water park, you have to go off property technically to Wet n Wild, and that mm-hmm. is the one they own. But permits have been filed for this construction. I mean, there's dirt in the area, so I would say construction hasn't started, but it's on progress for a water park to open up just south of cabana bay and the one little square of land that's actually still available there which they're they're running out very very quickly but there is still room for it and that's that's basically where it's going everyone knows it we're just still waiting for universal to actually come out and say yeah we're building a water park uh like we're waiting for them to announce everything that they're doing just come out and say it already please uh but there was a state of I drive meeting that was held last night. I guess that's kind of the title for it. I don't know if that's the official <laughs> is title. It, is this how the meeting went? Everything's going to be terrible for eight years. I wasn't at the meeting. I'll, I'll give. No, sort- it starts to get pretty good this year. We've got stuff opening up on I drive this year. Oh, I thought it was like the highway construction. They're talking about how horrible uh, it's going to be. Well, Sorry, that's well, irrelevant. Yeah, that's irrelevant to all this. But uh, so I was kind of following along last night to a bio reconstruct on Twitter. Uh, He's a fantastic person. Go out and follow him. Uh, he's always in the parks running around doing stuff, especially at Universal. So got to give a shout out to him because he's the one who led me on to this information. Um, but there is a state of iDrive meeting held to talk about all the new things coming, uh, including if you haven't seen it yet, there's a giant Ferris wheel called the Orlando Eye that's just protruding in the Orlando mm-hmm. International Drive. Is that uh, the official name? Yeah, it's yeah. called the Orlando Eye. You can't miss this thing. It's, it's so huge. And it's, for me, I, I know people are loving it and they can't wait to get on it, but for me there is nothing more sad than going up on a 400-foot Ferris wheel and looking down on International Drive. <laughs> well, not it only just, International Drive, but Orlando in general. I mean, you go up there and you go, oh, okay, there's the Contemporary, there's Spaceship Earth, that's neat, or whatever, but Orlando's not a particularly interesting um, vista to behold. And you know? I mean, 400 feet oh, up, you're going to be. how sad you guys are. Well, no, you're going to be able to see far out. But you're supposed to see not, all of Orlando. You're going to see all of Orlando, but it's going to be very, very small. 
Yeah, I was like, I was gonna say it's just sprawling like uh, orange fields outside of central. Like this, I, I can. I when I moved here, I was so surprised at how much of Orlando I could see when I was on one ninety two. I was like, wow, my vision goes miles into the distance. Whereas in Massachusetts, yeah. it's like it goes to the end of my street. Like, <laughs> but. There's also, I'm afraid of heights. Anyways, so I don't look that, to this it. isn't even the point of the Orlando Eye. <laughs> love it, hate it. It's we're just all over the place on this one. Love it or hate it, it's it's built. It's happening. Uh, as long as also on International Drive, like the new Artigan Mall that used to be Festival Bay, uh, that's that's open and still opening up. And then of course With the the, sky uh, the skyscraper, world's large, uh, world's tallest roller coaster, the polar vortex coaster. Is that on I Drive? Formerly too? known as. Yes. Yep, that'll all be on iDrive. Okay. I mean, iDrive is booming with everything they opened up. Uh, as of recently, are continuing to open up, including the world's largest McDonald's, apparently, also on this. I mean, they're getting I, a Madame Tussauds, a I Sea knew, Life yeah. Aquarium. Tussauds. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Tussauds. 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 Tapestries. Tapestries. <laughs> she has a lot of great tapestries. <laughs> International drive booming. I speak booming. my own language. It, there's a lot of stuff coming up, but on the brochure that they handed out at this state of the meeting, I guess it was uh, they they had Universal Orlando on there for some reason. I get it; it's right beside International Drive. Uh, International Drive does have an effect on Universal in every way, shape, and form. However, I don't know if it belonged on there. It was on there. They had King Kong listed as opening to be announced, uh, Low Sapphire Falls Resort opening up summer 2016, and then the big surprise was Volcano Bay Water Park opening fall 2016. So to be frank and upfront, I still don't know much about it. I tried to research about this meeting, everything I could last night. I haven't read any news stories about it as of this morning. From what I understand, the people that held the meeting are county officials that should have verified information on what's actually coming and know this, whether or not they're allowed to say everything and have the official confirmed details on it in terms of dates and names and all that. But they should have a generally good idea on whether or not this stuff is actually happening. Right. So this isn't official that it Volcano Bay Water Park is actually opening up fall 2016. Uh, this is what they listed out there. So, of course, we have to blow it up thinking, oh, my gosh, Volcano Bay, a new water park is actually coming it's cool to name. Orlando. It's an awesome name. And apparently there's supposed to be like a 300 foot water slide <laughs> coming with it as well. Hopefully in a volcano. Yeah, I, I might be wrong about all this. I all these facts just start piling up <laughs> in my head and if I don't have them written down in front of me then I don't know them right offhand but Volcano Bay is going to be like I said right below Cabana Bay and it's going to bring an actual water park right on property that you don't have to go off property that's that's great but then the next thing you have to look at is the time of year it's opening up fall 2016 and this was kind of the debate on uh, social media last night too fall it can still be very warm but then it can also get cold very rapidly once you start getting it into November. It kind of seems yeah. like a silly time to open up a water park, especially the new premier water park where they're going to have a giant water slide that might break some records. Yeah. I think it breaks the records in Florida, at least. It can still be pretty warm in October and for most of October, but usually by the tail end and by the beginning of November, it's too cold to be going swimming. I mean, unless you live in Maine and you're down here. Yeah. But... Uh, but I mean, it was it was on there, and as I've said multiple times now throughout this, permits have been filed. This is just another inch in the direction leading towards Volcano Bay. So, as hopefully uh, Universal will actually come out and confirm something at some point. I doubt they will for another year or so, but hopefully it happens one day. Are you excited about a water park? Uh, yeah. Well, I've never. I still haven't been to um, the other one. The wet and wild uh, because it's just i don't ever want to drive down that area of i drive it's just the worst part of i drive too and it's it's so tucked into just a weird place like well there's know. no good part of i drive but no. <laughs> I do, for me i don't go to water parks i used to but then i also started drinking a lot of beer and eating a lot of bad food and that has left me with no no you I, I don't have a bikini body now <laughs> go to a water park and you will feel better about yourself no matter what you look like oh, like I, I know, but I'm trying to save the world from seeing stuff that they don't actually want to <laughs> see. He doesn't want to contribute to the I'll, problem. I'll go when it opens. I promise. I'll go and I'll check it out. But 
just maybe everyone can just avoid it that day. I'm going to get you the adult, <laughs> adult one piece. Oh, like the old fashioned one that they wore in the 1920s? Yeah. yeah Stripes. And <laughs> Fantastic. Well, look forward to that coming also in fall 2016. You can walk out there with his, with his barbell in hand and his yeah. handlebar mustache. And his little picnic hey, basket. Wicker, wi- the mustache is coming along very nicely. Thank you very much. Uh, so that will lead us into our final news of the buzz things that are buzzing. Uh, we talked about it just briefly on the Disney World edition. I wanted to bring it up here for certain reasons, but the Oasis... Oh, wow. That mm. just came out very bizarrely. Uh, the Oasis of the Seas, the Royal Caribbean giant shopping mall of the seas, is coming to Port Canaveral in winter 2016 uh, to the start. or Winter 2016-17. Um Wow, I just need to slow it down right now. Uh-huh. So, anyways. <laughs> just really excited. The Oasis. It's part of the Oasis class series of ships, including also the uh, the Allure of the Seas. And uh, the new one that's going to be coming out, which I completely forgot the name Harmony. of right now. The Harmony of the Seas. Thank you, Dustin, Harmony. as you stepped away from your mic. Uh, <laughs> so, the Oasis is going to be docked now out of Port Canaveral starting whenever I just said it was. Um Winter. And this is, yeah, in winter 2016, this is a really big deal uh, just because Universal has something that a lot of people don't know about. Technically, it's not Universal's. It's part of Royal Caribbean, but it's a thing called the Land-Sea Package. So I was able to do one last year. It's it's a pretty awesome deal, but just like Disney, you can go and do a split stay be seen between your cruise and then also uh, staying on property and going around to the parks and stuff. Universal partnered with Royal Caribbean and does the exact same thing right now, uh, even though it doesn't get a lot of press. So that's that's going to be huge for once that comes out, because right now uh, you sail out of Port Canaveral, obviously. And if you're doing a three or four night cruise, you're on the Enchantment of the Seas. That's what I was on. Um, and then if you do a seven night sailing, you leave out on the Freedom of the Seas. But once the Oasis gets in, the Freedom of the Seas is moving down to uh Port Everglades down there in the old uh, Fort Lauderdale yeah, section I, of town. I think the Enchantment's leaving too. The Enchantment is also leaving, and the Rhapsody of the Seas will be coming in. I think they're in the same class. Yeah, and but regardless, just that's gonna. I mean, that's what's gonna be used for the land and sea package. So it's gonna change things up in a new way, especially for people that want to do that split stay, doing a seven-night cruise on the Oasis of the Seas as well as a Universal Orlando vacation. That's something that, as long as people start to know about it, which is why, well, we're not doing one on the Oasis and the seven-night one, but here comes the big announcement that we will be covering this in May as part of the Universal 7 and 7 series where we're going to do <laughs> I was, hotel I, You reviews. just beat me to it. I <laughs> Okay, we're going to never do Sorry. that again now. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, we're doing a seven and seven where we're going to be covering the hotels and doing reviews finally because everyone keeps asking about it. We're going to do it. Uh, and then we're also going to be doing a four night cruise on the Enchantment of the Seas as part of the Land and Sea package. So we can give you all the information about that as well as updated information on the hotels. So it's a really big deal. And we're going to have more and more information coming up as we go on. And uh, I'll have links to all this stuff in the show notes, of course, so you can learn more about the land and sea package and which hotels you can stay at, itineraries, all that jazz. Um, but get excited for it because it's coming. But oh, don't do jazz yeah. hands. But don't do jazz hands. Don't do jazz hands. That's where you take it too far, and that will also take us out of the buzz. Nothing else is buzzing. But you know what that means. It means we will jump right into the mid-show shuffle, which at this point is just some weird transition that we do in between the buzz and the final part of the show. So this week, the mid-show... you got to stop. You are, you are driving me insane today. This week, the mid-show shuffle comes courtesy of Michael Campbell... So Michael also sent in a comment. I didn't read it in the first part because I decided to use it for this part. But he says, can you guys do an episode on meet and greets in Universal? For some reason, it seems the Disney meet and greets are really focused and an essential part of Disney vacation. Universal, he's not he's honestly not so sure of what they offer in terms of meet and greets. Wants to know more information. It's a great. Yeah, it's, it's a, a great really idea. great idea. So, so I think that Universal has some very unique meet mm-hmm. and greets, specifically yeah. the Transformers. Yeah. I never done that meet and greet but i actually really want to oh you've never seen it's so cool because they like talk to you and stuff i know i want to talk to a transformer 
Yeah, and that's well. That's why I thought this was a great idea. It's one that I thought of. I wish we could have done it for this show and just got all that information out there. But I feel like we actually need to go and yeah. go to every meet and greet experience. Cool. What the wait times will be. See all the characters that we can't get pictures of them. So that way, if you say, "Oh, you know, that SpongeBob, he's looking a little too creepy," I think the kids <laughs> will cry. Well, just Skip as a SpongeBob, just as a general note, you know, I th- I feel like that uh, Universal it doesn't try to copy Disney directly. There's some unique elements to it obviously uh, donkey from shrek mm-hmm. is it has a unique meet and greet uh the the marvel superhero characters mm-hmm. um are much more uh on the fly uh on they the grand mm-hmm. and yeah they yeah. come out on their trikes mm-hmm. yeah i i want this is i think this is a great idea and i think we should also have a special i want it to be called the hunt for marty mcfly because <laughs> you told me a couple episodes ago I that am- he still comes out there and like i've seen doc very randomly so that's my goal. That's okay. Party. So, so as part of we're on this, a mission now. As part mm-hmm. of this mid-show shuffle, uh, because we're going to cover this now on a later show, uh, hopefully very soon if we can. But before we go into it, obviously we've all mentioned certain meet and greets. I wanted to say, what do you think is your favorite one as of now? Before we actually take the time and go around and see mm-hmm. all these, and then change our mind about it. What's your what's the one? Do you think you still Transformers? You're going to go with that. You think that's what you're most excited about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's this ginormous machine that's like 20 feet over my head. It doesn't get more exciting than that. Yeah. Okay. Dustin? Yeah, mine, I think it's it's, it's slightly different. It's not along those lines. I think the, um, the, the, the parade where they stop and they... Um, the superstar, the superstar yeah. parade. Uh, they also offer meet and greets sometimes, uh, either after the parade or they come out separately. Yes, yeah, they come meet. out separately. Okay. As little, uh, yeah, right in the middle of the day, right in Hollywood by the horror makeup show. Those are uh, particularly good for yeah. for kids. So yeah. I think those are uh, you know standouts. Yeah, and something that you don't normally like say, oh, that's a meet and greet because it's kind of like this little mini yeah. party fest thing that yeah. happens. Rhino, um, I, I think if you go back and watch my. Um, Universal Studios 101, you can mm-hmm. see the meet and greet of like Gru and Vector. And I think that like the Vector character looks really fun to meet. I really like that movie and I like that guy a lot. I don't know. He's dancing, having a great time. Like Transformers is really cool, but I want to meet somebody I haven't met yet. You so. really think that Gru is better than Bumblebee? No, Gru. Vector. Oh, well, still. He's got like his pajamas. Well, it, Bumblebee. Okay, here's the thing though. It nothing can beat when Doc Brown is actually riding out on his oh, bicycle. On the bike, yeah. <laughs> when he rides out on the bicycle, that is the best one. He's got his like goggles on. Th- that's the one I've met him multiple times. I'm looking yeah. forward to mo- meeting him again, as well as all the characters that I haven't met yet, which I'm excited about. And that also kind of leads us into just another quick plug, but the reason why I specifically wanted this for the mid-show shuffle to mention it is we're all going to get to experience well at least the three of us i don't know if dustin's going to be with us but whenever we're out in california next week we're all going to get to uh experience universal hollywood i've been there multiple times oh, now i'm so excited you two are going for the first time mm-hmm. when you see the characters there it is just completely different it's going to blow you away i mean obviously they're I don't want to belittle Universal Orlando. They're a little bit more talented. Uh, they're a little bit closer. These are people who want to be professional actors that are doing this on the side. but Or maybe they're doing it full-time. I don't know their deal. But I can't wait for you guys to see them and then also take that information and come back out here. I was just going to say, that'll, be a cool, that'll make that segment extra cool because now we'll have like the East and West. It absolutely is. Yeah. And you know, So also look forward to our coverage down the road of Universal Hollywood, how it fits in with Universal Orlando, this, that, and the other. We'll be doing it later on. Okay. So just watch for those episodes, please. Um, I just got to bring up an alarming concern. This is the mid-show shuffle. Are we in the middle of the show? <laughs> no, well, we're... Technically, the middle of the show in terms of there's a couple segments. I guess with housekeeping, that all throws it apart. We it's really need to get a new no. name. Yeah, <laughs> the denouement is what we're about to enter. Well, <laughs> we're, the we're about to hit. I don't spotlight. know what that French word is, but we're hitting the spotlight the on the universe. The, sh- slide down. Yeah, I don't know? care. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so in this week, of course, on the spotlight of the universe, as I hinted before, we're opening up the Universal Hall of Fame. Dun dun dun. No bells, jazz whistles, hands. No jazz hands. Just the horns. I was trying to make the transformer noise. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Universal Hall of Fame. So the whole point of the Hall of Fame, I got a lot of the uh, inspiration from this. Well, from Hall of Fames everywhere. They kind of exist in the sporting yeah. world as well as rock and roll. It's this, established. Yeah, it's very established that Hall of Fames really? do exist. Um, and we're making one for Universal. 
it might be a Diz specific one or it might be ours. But the the whole idea of starting this kind of came from a podcast that I also listen to on the side about movies called The Canon, where uh, basically two movie critics just fight about whether or not movies should be a part of their whole kind of these are the best movies of all time canon. So this is where we bring it in with universal and we're going to decide what goes into our hall of fame of the all time attractions. So that'll help you plan your vacations for stuff that's here now, as well as make you wish you would have came way back 10 years ago and got to ride stuff like confrontation back to the future and, uh, jaws, all those classic attractions that are no longer with us, but we're going to establish that hall of fame to help you plan your vacation even better. And I know we've talked about attractions. It is. We've talked about attractions a lot the past couple weeks with the one Oh ones and, uh, our bracket challenge where we wrote, we got down to the best, but now I want to kind of compile that whole entire list into the definitive list. So that way you go on the, you know, I, I need to do that not worrying about getting everything done. What are the ultimate things that you wish you would have done or the things you should do? And this week, the induction is going towards uh, Transformers, the ride 3d, whether or not we should induct this into the hall of fame. Uh, And we'll start getting going on this, but just so everyone knows up front, this isn't something that we're deciding. We're going to put in our input here. However, this is all going to be left up to our audience the general audience uh you're going to be able to vote for whether or not you think it should be a part of the hall of fame on uh, disboards.com there's going to be a poll that i'm opening up sometime after this show might be a little bit later in the night might be a little bit earlier you'll just have to watch and could look be for never it. could be never <laughs> i could just forget about it it happens we're busy uh, but I'm going to leave it come up to you uh, and then we'll decide what all goes into the Hall of Fame. But we're going to give you information on it right now. So that way you can start to make your decision better. So let's start with the history of Transformers, uh, not the cartoon history. We'll start with the actual theme park history part of it. So Transformers uh, was originally announced to open up in Universal Studios Singapore, which if you didn't know, there are there are two parks in Asia in Singapore as well as Japan. And then Shanghai is also yeah, Universal Shanghai is opening up. Uh, I can't remember what year they announced it for, but there are parks on that side of the world. Um, it was announced to open up in Singapore. And, uh, the announcement came in 2008, and they said it was going to be uh, a Transformers ride using the same technology as Spider-Man, except way upgraded into a, a better fashion. Um, And then the official opening of that actually in Singapore happened around late 2011. Hollywood also announced their attraction right around the same time. And uh, but they wanted to build theirs on the lower lot, which is where it exists to this day. And they had to get rid of two attractions. I think it was backdraft. And then they have a special effects show that they needed to move or get rid of in terms of backdraft. They got rid of it. They still have a special effects show. But they wanted to put it down there. So it took a little while longer for them to actually get theirs open. But then it opened up, I believe, in May of 2012. And it was a huge success for audiences in the United States finally getting to see this ride. So then from my understanding of all of it, it was never supposed to come to Universal Studios Florida. But whenever it was so popular and they wanted to keep continuing to put stuff into Universal, they figured, why not do it? They already had the whole ride track system down. They knew how to build it. They knew right where to build it on the old Soundstage 44 that one day housed uh, Murder, She Wrote, and Zena. Yeah, way way back when. And then it just kind of went unused. So That's that, like prime property. That Very prime property. And it all went down. And Transformers uh, started. It broke ground in June 2012 uh, with the demolition. And then the construction started in July and then the official announcement came in November with then a grand opening in June, specifically June 20th of 2013. So this whole thing came up from demolition to opening in Very a year. Quickly. It was Same. it was lightning speed. Oh, yeah. And I mean, like I said, it was they already had all the systems in place. They knew exactly how to build it. So it wasn't like a we're going to sit around and twiddle our thumbs and think, well, how's this all going to work? They knew they had that plan going in there immediately how to put it up. That's why it came up in record speed for them. And then I believe, JL, you're going to fill us in now that it's open and it's all there. You're going to fill us in on the story because you think you know it. 
I know the basics, so I may need some help filling in um, the details. But from a <laughs> person who doesn't have much of an understanding of Transformers, this is how I understand the ride to be. So there are the good guys called the Autobots, and there are the bad guys called the Decepticons. And then there is this thing called the Allspark, which is a very powerful source of energy basically it's a rock and everybody wants this rock and the people who have the rock get to be like kings of the world they get all the power is that right so it's a cube well it looks like a rock (laughs) it's a very oddly (laughs) oddly shaped cube so anyway okay so the 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 war begins over the Allspark between the Autobots and the Decepticons, and somehow Planet Earth plays into that, I guess, because... That's where the battle happens. That's where the battle happens. And so we, as the humans, get where in... the Allspark is. Too. That's, letter, letter, what? They, they came here to get the Allspark, because it's on Earth. Okay. So they're coming to Earth to get the very powerful rock so that they can rule everything, and they're fighting with each other on planet Earth. Well, we as the humans don't want our planet to be destroyed in this battle. So we team up with the good guys, the Autobots, by getting in something called an EVAC, which is a vehicle. And the EVAC is supposed to help us transport. He is well, a transformer. Yeah. Okay. When you're getting inside of a transformer. A transformer yeah. that transforms into a vehicle that will carry the Allspark. And we're helping it, the Allspark be transported to safety with the Autobots. Needless to say... Well, I'll, well, I'll correct I, I it know. right here before okay. we get too far into it. Uh, so, Transformers the Ride, that's a nest base. And nest, as I wrote down in my notes, because I always forget it, it's the Non-Biological Extraterrestrial Species Treaty. That's what nest means. <laughs> that is those that is the base that you are walking into that is the home of the Allspark. That's where they have it locked away, secured. And then the Decepticons come in. They try to take it. Uh, you're luckily you're with evac on this one and so bumblebee gets a hold of the allspark gives it to evac and from there all the decepticons start raining down yes. on you trying to it get gets the allspark. a little bit hairy time, guys time out here real yes. quick because I, I don't think either of you said it this ride by the way time frame if you have seen the movies it actually takes place after the first movie Thanks. so um I'm sorry. When you said rock, I understand why you think rock because he's got it in his hand for part of it. But it, looks it, like it is actually just an Allspark shard because the Allspark was destroyed in the first movie, and okay. this is all they have left. That would so be why I would think it was this. a rock. It, yeah. it, it yeah, does look like sense. a shard. I didn't realize it, it came like, from a full size yeah, cube. That's fine. Um, so <laughs> the whole point is, you're in evac. You get a hold of the Allspark, the the shard of the Allspark, and you're protecting it with the help of Auto Optimus Prime, the rest of the Autobots, Bumblebee, yes. and uh, craziness ensues. Of course it does. Oh, yeah. but, we get attacked by the bad guys, but you know the good guys help yep. us survive. So before we Spoilers. start, yeah. Well, here's. <laughs> Let me talk, please. <laughs> Let me talk. So for all of those who haven't ridden the ride and they all want spoilers, we're actually going to uh, play the ride for you. Whenever we do have video of this stuff, we will show it. Um, but some rides, obviously, you're not allowed to film on. And we respect all those rules and won't put stuff out there if it is. We do have videos of Transformers. So we're going to play it here for everyone who is watching. And if you're listening, pause, go to YouTube, watch it if you want to know more about it. Then we'll come back and we'll deliberate whether or not this should actually be in the Hall of Fame. Well, that was Transformers The Ride three days. So for people who can't ride it because of motion sickness, I hope you actually do watch the video at some point and spoil it for yourself. So that way you get a better feel for it. Um whether or not it should be in the hall of fame that is a whole different question uh obviously it uses the exact same technology as spider-man in a different fashion uh you have the elevators that take you up and down as part of the ride track because of the con- the uh the entire building is built in such a compact area that you know it, it needed more room for that layout so it had to go up and down physically to make the ride work in the section that it was in so part of that is a technological feat it's amazing add that on to the fact that the entire ride was built in basically less than a year from a technical standpoint i think this should be in the hall of fame our universal hall of fame just for that well i i just asked you while you were watching the video too like like if 
the part about the up and down like i don't actually know when you go up and then when you come down and you just told me that was specifically just so they could build the building in that tiny space so i'm like now even more impressed with that ride than i was before in terms of storyline though dustin or jl do you feel that this is going to go down one day as being that classic attraction that you know if if it was ever gone that people would absolutely miss this and cry to have it back Dustin, you go first. I got to think about this one. A second. I don't have to think about it for a minute. Um, I don't think that this. I think the technological achievements are amazing. I think visually it's stunning. Um, personally, for me, I don't believe that the Transformers movies in general or necessarily this ride are very compelling stories. I think they could have been. I don't think Michael Bay did a great job with telling the actual story. I think he made it look visually stunning, and so is this ride. Um, but I think um, going down the road, this is more a blip on the radar, to be honest yeah. with you. That's my vote, is it's a blip on the radar as a technological achievement. I mean, that's a very good point, especially bringing up with the movies. These, these are movies that are still kind of popular right now Mm -hmm. uh it it will dwindle with time and for people who grew up with transformers they will always remain uh that fun old you know the movies are all bad shia labeouf he's gone crazy and insane michael bay still blowing up crap left and right right but these movies aren't going to stand the test of time in my opinion at all so why should this ride stand the test of time as well well i think in the uh the advancement of like special effects is gonna it's gonna date the ride really quickly because those they're shiny metal moving around and and i do think also that michael bay's aesthetic is just you know yes he did something that was only seen in like music videos so it had never really been on a long longer scale but i think that people are tiring of it like you said like it's really hard to watch michael bay movies from now like the fourth transformers movie I I've seen the other three and I enjoyed the movie theater going experience for what it was. It was just mindless stuff. But the fourth one, I was like, I want to leave this movie theater. I didn't <laughs> like it at all. I tend to agree with Dustin's line of thinking on this one. Um, I do. I actually like the simplicity of the story. I like it that, you know, I can take my kids on the ride and break it down and good guys, bad guys fight over the important rock. But, um, <laughs> But the the movies are, I I don't feel like, (laughs) whatever it is. It's mineral. Um, I don't feel like the the movies are classic, as he was saying. If anything gives this ride classic potential, it's just the action figure toys that, you know, were in the 80s. But this is not necessarily connected to the ride as I understand it to Uh, be, right? Well, I want to throw it out specifically for you. You have younger kids that might actually watch these movies more and more often. I don't I don't know what their personal lives are like, but do you feel like for that younger age range that they might put this as a classic attraction over stuff like, you know, we're obviously when we get to E.T., we're that's Hall of Fame worthy right there. Do you think they would rather put something in like this than the Transformer Transformer movies will not stand as a classic in the lives of my children? No, the movies, no. Um, If they attach any value to this ride, it will be sentimental value simply because it was something that they went on when they were a child, not because of any type of specific way that it stood out. And you were talking about, um, you know, the, the technological feats of it. I don't understand all of the specifics about that either. And for that reason, I would think that Spider-Man had more of a, a place in the, oh, in, a, yeah. in a Hall of Fame for that reason than Transformers. I actually think those two rides are extremely similar, but with Spider-Man being the first, I would give it more yeah. due credit yeah. in that area. Oh, no, I, I absolutely agree. I have sentimental reasons, obviously, with Transformers. Well, I, it's not obvious. I haven't really talked about it, but uh, it was the first media event that I ever got to attend at Universal and be a part of. And that's the only time I've ever seen Steven Spielberg in person walk <gasps> past me. And oh, yeah, no, yeah, I, that's a big deal. <laughs> it, it was what? incredible uh, to just see him there in real life. And then also to get to interview um, uh, Welker. Why can't I think of his first name? Frank Welker, who is voice actor God. He does uh, yeah. the uh, jet plane, uh, not the jet plane, <laughs> the uh, fighter jet guy. Oh, and he does Megatron as well, yeah. too. I mean, he does everything, even outside of the Transformers series. So there's these classic people there for that. So, however, in terms of Hall of Fame, 
no, I would I will never yeah. put this in the Universal Hall of Fame in terms of the attraction itself. But I do love that moment, and I like to brag about it from time to time. I I'm think brag. I think on on JL's like Spider Man note is that Spider Man is already a classic thing, mm-hmm. and then yeah. they made this ride about him, and 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 it used like an animated yep. version that's similar to a classic cartoon. And remember, life, life, like you know, this was never supposed to be at Universal. Studios Florida, sorry. This was never supposed to be here. It just went in because it was something they could do really quickly, and it is obviously one of their busiest attractions right and after. it is a great ride. Great use of space, too. Yeah. Well, in, in many ways, I mean, that's like Soren at, at Disney World. You know, even though it's a massive building, it's a relatively easy uh, construction job to, uh, to take from California and replicate into Orlando, and yet... That's been uh, hugely popular, you know, so they do that from time to time. I, I also just want to mention Frank Wel- uh, Welker is on Futurama as well, and he's one of my favorite voice ah. actors. Thank you. Okay, goodbye. So I think the important thing to take away from this is none, none of us in this room talking about you, Transformers to Ride 3D as part of the Universal Hall of Fame. None of us would actually put it in the Universal Hall of Fame, yeah. going down with the classic attractions of all time. Not that you should ever miss this ride. If you're there, take advantage of the it's fact still, that it's there. It's fun. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's fun. And I have a bumblebee jacket. I do love the ride. I just wouldn't say yeah, it's, it. It's then. cool for right now. And it, it's, 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 it's exciting. It's, it's a... Yeah, it's just yeah. right now. It's but if you only have one ride to do, this is not the attraction that you need to be worrying about um, in in all of our opinions. So, But we're going to leave it up to everyone else. I mean, technically, we can go on the boards and vote, too, and maybe it'll only come down to us being the only four <laughs> voting about it. But if that's the case, then that's your fault for letting this happen. <laughs> but please go out once the links are all available and the, the poll is live. Go ahead and vote on whether or not you think it should be part of the Universal Hall of Fame. And uh, we'll continue this on until we get our actual definitive list of the Hall of Fame rides that you should have gone on or you should go on. But with that, I think it's going to do us for this episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. And uh, we will be back next time with our CityWalk 101 overview. But until then, see you later. 